0: This is the Horse Radio Network.
1: This is episode 98 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. National Helmet Awareness Day. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Equestrian Collections brings the whole universe of equestrian shopping to your fingertips. Visit them at equestriancollections.com. And The Barn Works, for all of your equine marketing needs. Visit them at thebarnworks.com.
0: Bringing the news through hell, hot water while using their tails as their own fly swatters. So Sit on down and laugh till your poop Cause It's time again for stable school. Stable school. Stable school. Stable school. This is Glenn the Geek.
1: And this is Helena B. And you're listening to the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network.
0: It's Stable Scoop time!
1: Yay! <laughs> Yay! I, I, I'm so happy that you remembered
0: which show we were doing. Yeah, I know, I did! See, I remembered. See, I have to say that in the beginning, so I just stick with it then.
1: I know. When we do the intro for Tack and Habit, I hold my breath waiting <laughs> that you to get it right. And then when we do it for Stable Scoop, I hold my breath hoping you're going to get it right. Which is funny, because usually I'm the one who messes it up.
0: <laughs> I get it right most of the time. I do get it wrong sometimes. Hey, we've been getting a ton of emails lately. Fan mail. Yeah, I know. And we got one from Dawn I wanted to read to everybody. Uh, She says, I just love your podcast. I have been listening since episode number one. Yay! (laughs) I wanted to ask if uh, you all would consider doing a show on miniature horses. And we are going to be doing a show on miniature horses coming up. But she says that she goes on and says that she listens to a bunch of the shows, and that she has a forty-five minute commute to work in each direction. Plus, she walks her dog every day for thirty minutes. Wow! So I guess it gives her time to listen to all the shows. Um, she listens on her iPod, uh, and uh, we just appreciate her listening and uh, keep listening there, Dawn. And thank you for dropping us an email. And if you want to drop us an email, you can do so just by going to our website at StableScoop.com and clicking the contact link at the top of the page. And we thank everybody that's been emailing us. Uh, we really appreciate that. The number It really of,
1: makes us feel good.
0: Yes, it does, it, especially if they say nice things. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the number of emails in the last month has, like, quadrupled. So I don't know why that is, but we appreciate it. Today, Helena, we don't have any time to waste. Yeah. We are just on the topic today. And
1: it's an important topic.
0: It is. It's all about the head it's
1: and protecting it.
0: Yep. And protecting the noodle is the name of today's show. It really isn't, but I should change it to that, shouldn't I? Yeah. What? The, oh, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. National Helmet Awareness Day is kind of boring. Um it is. Pr- Protecting the noodle would be kind of fun. <laughs> uh, so we It's have... all
1: about food with you.
2: Always
0: about food. <laughs> so, to, yeah, well, we were just talking about wine and cheese before we started, so... <laughs> But I haven't eaten lunch today. I don't know about you, but I didn't get there yet. Oh, I'm all, I, I'm done with lunch. <laughs> Ugh, see, you're ahead of me today. All right, so National Helmet Awareness Day is coming up on July the 10th, and that was started by a good friend of ours who's been on many of the shows and works for one of our major sponsors for the Horse Radio Network, and that's Succeed. And her name is Lindsay White, and we're going to introduce her uh, right now and get her on. She's going to join us for this show, sort of like a third co host, because she was really the inspiration behind Riders for Helmets.com and also National Helmet Awareness Day, which is coming up, and she's going to explain. What that is and what it can do for you. So uh, let's get Lindsay on and say hi to her. Well, hi, Lindsay, and welcome to the Stable Scoop Show.
3: Hi, Glenn.
0: And we want to congratulate you for taking the time and effort to worry about our noodles. Um, and, uh, you know, we said that the, you were the one that really, uh, instigated you and, and had a little help too, instigated the riders for com website. So tell us how it all got started and, and why we're here today with it, with a national helmet awareness day.
3: Uh, basically after Courtney King guy, a member of the U S Olympic, uh, 2008 U S Olympic dressage team had a very serious. Uh, accident in, on March 3rd of this year down in Florida. She suffered um, a serious injury to her head and had bleeding on the brain and was subsequently in a coma for almost a month.
0: And she was not wearing a helmet at the time, right? She
3: was, no, she was not unfortunately not wearing a helmet at the time of her accident. Um, we went on to set up an eBay store, which you can Google Courtney King um, eBay and uh, to raise to raise money for her medical funds. Obviously, because um, anytime you suffer that kind of nature of injury, it can be incredibly expensive with medical bills. And a lady by the name of Jerry Bryant in California, who's a big fan of Courtney's and, and a dressage rider, um, approached me about uh, donating some T-shirts to the eBay store. And it was Helmet Campaign T-shirts. And so we added those to the store and they were a big hit Um, took them to Rolex and several big name riders such as Gina Miles, Holly Bennett, um, Lucinda Green. You know, we're all wearing these T-shirts at Rolex and um, really loved them. And we got talking amongst ourselves and said, you know, there's obviously a real awareness of Accidents and um, particularly the importance of wearing a helmet following Oliver Townend's um, almost very serious accident at Rolex as well. Luckily, his his helmet did take the brunt of the fall. And we decided to set up this um, www.ridersforhelmets.com website. And leading on from that, after setting up the website, we uh, were getting a huge number of hits per day, like you know up, anywhere up seven hundred hits today on the website which was phenomenal and we thought hey this is something people really want to engage with and and be educated on the importance of wearing helmets and we were getting some great comments on the articles uh that not only we were posting on there but um other writers and contributors kindly you know offered their articles for being published on the website as well And as a result of that, we talked with um, the helmet manufacturers. We started with Charles Owen, Troxell, and GPA about organizing National Helmet Awareness Day uh, for July 10th. And uh, they all agreed that they would offer discounts through their participating retailers on that day. And then it started to kind of snowball and and AGS Helmets, which is Debonair, came on board, followed by – Ovation and Tipperary and IRH and Anteras uh, Saliere France as well. So there's now eight manufacturers participating, which is absolutely phenomenal. So all of all eight of those manufacturers, which details can be found on the on the Helmet Campaign website, um, literally on July 10th are going to offer discounts nationwide through their retailers. So it's a great opportunity for people to go out and get a new helmet if they've you know had an accident and haven't got around to replacing it or if the helmet's more than five years old um you know and then really is time to get a new one because the lining does degrade as we've talked about before um so really yeah that's that's how the whole thing kind of came about and also on july 10th we will be celebrating the event uh by being out at the kentucky horse park and we've got a number of people that are flying in to um, celebrate that day with us and we hope it will become a national event on the calendar
1: um, and i'll be events. there
0: <laughs> with i'll be there with my helmet on
1: you have to get Great. a helmet
0: <laughs> <laughs> i do have a helmet i do yeah. how old is it no i just ha- i just got it jennifer got me one for christmas oh, oh well, so cool. i just got one yeah <laughs> your wife got <laughs> you a helmet for christmas hint hint i know i know i know so, yeah, so, no, I was in the official helmet, uh, uh, National Helmet Awareness Day picture, wasn't I, Lindsay? You you were indeed. Wearing my very <laughs> spiffy helmet. So now, you, so this is coming up on July the 10th, and basically what yep. people can do is take a look at their helmets. If they're more than five years old, they should be throwing the thing in the trash and getting a new one. And, uh, or if you, you know, if you just don't have one, or if, or if you have landed on yours and used it for what it was made for, you shouldn't be wearing it anyway. You should be getting a new one. So that on July the 10th they can basically buy at a discount and as I understand it there's discounts up to 20% on the various helmets.
3: Uh yeah, it does it does vary to be honest depending on the manufacturer and retailer. Okay. Um, so I don't know we can say that that's <laughs> across the board but but yeah, it will be it will be a nice discount um you know okay. through all of the participating retailers which as of this morning I think we now have probably over 100 participating wow.
2: retailers.
0: That's yeah, terrific. I'm
3: actually <laughs> trying to get the website caught up with uh, uh, with everyone that's emailing me about participating. But that's really phenomenal, and we've actually got two retailers in Canada participating, and a retailer in Spain now <laughs> participating as well. And that's he great. has four stores, four stores in Spain, and he's actually participating on the same day.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, Helena. This uh, this girl, Lindsay, has been working her butt off. Uh, I think this thing sort of snowballed a little bit and i know that how hard she has been working cuz i see i get emails from her at 2 in the morning so <laughs> um she's been working hard on this project and and uh it's for a good cause Lindsay you're doing a good job yeah
1: it's well, worth it thank you i know sometimes so you might you think suggest- to yourself how all this all this hard work are people really listening and they are i think they are
3: yeah well thank you to Jerry as well because if she hadn't donated the t-shirts in the first place you know this and um, and certainly, as a result of Courtney's accident, that those two things kind of triggered the whole um, helmet awareness day and, and the Riders for Helmets campaign to happen in the first place. And Nancy Jaffer, who's a yep. journalist yep. and, and New writer, Jersey. actually, yep. yeah, she actually wrote an amazing article that was published last week that we're seeking permission to re- republish on the website um about how Courtney's accident had um you know stimulated an awareness of wearing a helmet and there's actually quotes from Courtney and Landon Gray in the article um and she very timely mentioned the campaign and that kind of thing so uh that was phenomenal and the amount of support we've received you know just people emailing us and saying they never wore a helmet and because they've read articles on our website they've now gone out and bought their first helmet of their life you know that's just amazing
0: yeah, that has to make you feel good because that's what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it's all about. And there's so many, you know, this is something Helene and I talk about because we also do the Tack and Habit radio show. And we had that wonderful Troxol helmet on there, um, the Rowdy, which looks like it's a Western leather helmet, which is so cool. Uh, but, you know, we I talk... think
3: this is like your third show that you've mentioned that. Yeah, I just want to keep <laughs> plugging yes, that so one. <laughs> I think you've got shares in Troxell, because that's like the third time you've mentioned this
0: in three different radio. Hi to my friends over there at Troxell. Um, it's the only thing you love more than food. Uh, I tell you what, I love this helmet, and it is a cool helmet. But I, what, what, the point I was trying to make is that there are so many cool helmets. It used to be years ago, you had a dorky helmet, and that's all you, that's all the helmet there were. There were dorky helmets. And, you know, 20 years ago, that's all they had is darky helmets. But or they now, were hot. They were all hot. They were hot. They weren't ventilated. They looked stupid. You can't say that anymore because there's so many cool helmets out there. And We're going to have uh, Stephanie from Equestrian Collections on later in the show to talk a little bit about, about the different types of helmets and the price points and things like that. And I was just looking at, at their choice of helmets. They have, like, 20 different manufacturers of helmets here. They probably have... Uh, 150 different helmets so there's there's something for everybody you know you can't almost use that excuse anymore is what i'm trying to say is that what i'm trying to say you
3: really you really can't (laughs) And one of the articles that we're actually going to feature on the um riders for helmets um website prior to the event is little you know sneak peek of some of the, the the different styles and helmets that are available um, cause even I was amazed, I mean, since, you know, since I grew up in England and over there, you, you don't get on a horse without wearing a helmet. So it is a bit of a different mentality, but, um... You know, even when I grew up, it was kind of the the school cap or the you know the hunt style cap, you know, the velvet cap, and there was really not much in between. And now there's there's everything you can get them in all sorts of colors and shapes and sizes. And um, yeah, really the the appeal in terms of appearance of a helmet is not something you can say. Well, they don't look very nice anymore. That's just not an excuse at all. It really isn't.
0: How about you, Helena? What do you wear?
1: Um, I have my Charles Owen Hampton. It's, yeah. it's it's a it's a very lovely looking um, velvet helmet, but I need a cooler schooling helmet. So I'm going to go out and get myself one of those new Tipperaries.
0: Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. cool.
1: Because it, it's you, you know one of my complaints about helmets is I'm such a sensitive person that if it doesn't fit me just right, it, it distracts me from riding. But again, it goes back to the different selections. Now there's so many different head shapes. Well, now there's so many different helmets to fit those head shapes, and with a visor, without a visor, with ventilation, without ventilation, chin straps of all kinds. You know, just go out and start trying them on. So, it, the the number of excuses that people have not to wear a helmet are dwindling quickly.
0: Well, if I keep mentioning Troxel, you might get one.
1: I had a Troxel, but, the, but my head is kind of I'm waiting. I'm waiting for someone to give me
3: one. <laughs> I think they've all forgotten about me.
0: Poor Lindsay.
3: Oh, maybe someone will after I've said this now.
0: I want to get our next guest on here. Can you tell us a little bit about Kemi O'Donnell and the story?
3: Um, Ke- Yeah, this is quite a heart, heart-wrenching story, but... Um, how I came about to contact the O'Donnells is we actually have a, a Riders for Helmets page on Facebook. And I was doing some searching one night and started typing in helmets on Facebook and came across a group that was a Kristen O'Donnell, you know, helmet um, campaign. And I contacted Haley, who is um, Kemi's daughter, um, and got in touch and said, you know, I was very touch-reading um, about the, you know, very tragic death of your sister who was 12 at the time when she died in a, a riding accident, which is very, very sad. And I said, I would really like to speak with your mum about um, becoming involved with the campaign. And uh, to a long story short, then I, I ended up talking with her and had this wonderful conversation for like an hour and a half on the phone one evening, and she told me all about what she tried to do in terms of legislation to make sure that helmet manufacturers met certain standards um, when they produced and manufactured helmets. So if you're going to wear one on your head, it's got to be something that's actually going to help if you do have an accident. And I was just so, so touched. And we've kind of developed a rapport um, since then. And she's actually going to be coming down for Helmet Awareness Day. Is to that right? Yeah. Yes, oh, to the to the Kentucky Horse Park on July 10th. And I think several members of the family are actually now coming and um just it's just you know such a tragic thing that she's gone through but she's so been so supportive of the campaign um and it's just something that's really really touched me and and another person that contacted me um was the father of a, a girl down in Florida um who actually uh, tragically died as well at the age of 12. And a law was actually um, passed down in Florida as a result of her accident. So there's been several, you know, people that I have had contact with that have lost loved, loved ones, you know, through riding accidents. And it's really been quite quite touching, you know, kind of listening to, the, to people's stories. And, and uh, you know, you really do. It really does touch your heart and you just kind of feel their pain. So... Hopefully, you know, if this campaign gets a few more people wearing helmets, which it seems like it is, um, then we're moving in the right direction.
0: And with, uh, with, her do- uh, with our guest's daughter, she was 12 years old. She, uh, she died of head injuries uh, while riding at the Ox Ridge Hunt Club, actually. And she landed on the right side of her face. Uh, she actually was wearing a helmet, but she landed on her face. And and uh, so the way she landed with the you know, missed the helmet, basically. Um, <clears throat> and she was the oldest of four sisters, um, and she died of her head injuries the next day. Uh, so, you know, and, and actually, you know, we often talk about... The fact that you, you take a look at Courtney, her accident happened when she was just training her horse, schooling her horse. It wasn't in, you know, it wasn't in, in competition or anything. And this horse happened to be walking at the time. They weren't cantering. They weren't jogging. They weren't trotting. The horse was walking when she fell off. Uh, it became scared and, and for some reason and moved its head and she went off. So it doesn't take much is what I'm trying to say.
1: Yeah, it um, really doesn't.
0: So let's get, let's get her on the line here and uh, Kemi O'Donnell. Well, hi, Kemi, and welcome to the Stable Scoop Show. We appreciate you taking time out to join us and, and to get the word out to, to people who listen in 42 countries.
4: Well, I'm glad to be a part of this conversation, and I'm really excited about the day in July for promoting helmet uh, safety awareness, and I would love to do anything to help support that day and the cause.
0: Now, I'm sure, you know, it was uh, be- before before the tragic accident, What were you conscientious about helmets or was it something you just and I, and your daughter was wearing a helmet we should cl- uh, clarify that too were you did you ever think about it or was it one of those things that was just a passing thought for you
4: i you know it, my i rode when i was little my sister was a top rider in the country my parents have had racehorses for years so i was really accustomed to the equestrian world but back in 98 um, as you probably know with the history of helmets pretty much everybody back then was wearing the traditional velvet hard hat Right. so um, it's never been a helmet even though it looks like a helmet so I had no understanding that uh, when she was wearing the velvet hard hat not helmet that she had to wear when she rode out of the barn at every lesson you were required your chin strap had to be you know, on and everything but basically she was wearing a piece of apparel that was serving no purpose so until she died I had no understanding about helmet safety with the equestrian world. I just assumed because it looked like a helmet that it was a helmet and because all kids were required in the barn to wear it that it was served a purpose of protecting her head. So until she died I did not know anything about safety helmets.
0: And and the article I read said that at the time she was just walking at the time of of the accident. I had
4: a walk in the lesson, and the horse spooked. My mom and dad were actually there. I had just left to go pick up her sisters and said I'd be back in about 20 minutes. And the horse spooked, and she was casually listening to her trainer about what she was to do next. And she was thrown forward and grabbed his neck and sort of slid off and landed on the side of her head in sand. So it wasn't even like a traumatic fall. But the fact that a hard hat is a hat, it is not a helmet, and serves no safety protection or mechanism is in that. Um, as I learned later through the Brain Trauma Foundation with Dr. Jam Gajari, as your brain's in fluid, any kind of force, your brain will do that ching-ching, which causes a traumatic brain injury. And there's no, as I said, safety mechanisms or styrofoam or anything serving any purpose in that velvet hard hat, which has been my new cause since her death to try to make sure that the velvet hard hat no longer is sold or produced in our country.
1: I think that's a very good point because um, they're still appearing in catalogs. And the, the text that makes the distinction between a hard hat and a helmet isn't quite clear enough. And I often think that, well, why just sell, why sell them at all? Well, that
2: was the
4: legislation that I, you know, approached um, Senator Dodd, who wrote the legislation, and Senator Chafee was willing to co-sponsor it until he was not re-elected, that basically we were copying the Eastern European Coalition, I guess, put together years ago a set of regulations, and we were sort of taking off from that, where it said that no equestrian helmet could be sold or produced in Europe that did not meet safety standards. And that has been... My goal since Kristen's death was to protect consumers such as myself who would walk into a riding store. Like you're saying, it looks like a helmet. You know, a lot of people don't understand it's not a helmet. And they sell it, and it's a lot less expensive than a safety helmet. And um, there's no need for it to be sold or produced in our country, I believe, because it's false marketing. I've always felt because I really believed she wore that hard hat because it was protecting her head.
1: That's a good point. Yeah, yeah it is I mean,
0: false they certainly weren't wearing those hard hats for looks. I mean, you know, so you would assume that because
4: uh, right. I mean, I say that like in a show. I know, you know, it's all about what you look like. But I was saying, you know, even when they passed the chin strap law for the velvet hard hat, you know, why would you even need? None of it was doing anything. any good. Yeah, you know? basically false marketing to consumers. And I said, there's still parents out there. Just like myself, if your daughter or son, you know, riding's expensive, you go into a store. The safety helmets are over $200. The Velvet Heart hat I think, was like 89 back then. You say, oh, I don't know if you're going to like riding. You know, the lessons are expensive. Let's get this now. You know, not knowing and if, unless the salesperson is educated and actually tells you this is not a helmet, which they never told me, you're more likely to purchase that at that time and, well, get a hand-me-down or pick them up at tag sales. And, you know, unless you're in the right environment, I know in the show world it's come so far on the safety helmet and, you know, the ones out there are so much better looking than when she died and no one would wear one back then, you're still putting consumers at risk. And, you know, to me it makes no sense. You can't buy a car seat, you can't buy a bike helmet that looks like a helmet that's not a helmet. And I don't know why we can't you produce, you know, make sure that that is taken off the market. There's no need in my mind for it to be ever sold or produced ever again because it's false marketing.
0: And and that's one thing about your bill, which was, uh, which I don't know if it's, is it dead or alive? Is it back alive again?
4: It's been, I mean, it was introduced four times in a key, and it's been turned down. And okay. As- All along, I have no idea, and even Senator Dodd's office, we've been spending a long time trying to figure out why. I mean, I know, I understand, some people don't want to wear a helmet. I've never been an advocate of making somebody do something. And this bill
0: didn't ask for that.
4: No, all it it doesn't say is exactly what I'm trying to say, is that no equestrian helmet can be produced or sold in America that does not meet the ASTM SEI standards. So once again, you know, you don't go in and buy something that looks like a helmet, it's a hat. And I don't know. I cannot figure out to this day why. So it's still there. I can't. Senator Chief, I've tried many Republican co you know senators to try, and so his office reached out to try to get a Republican co sponsor. That we still can't.
0: Hat at I don't point. get that either, to be honest with Me you, either. Kimmy, because there's not that many manufacturers of these helmets, so it's not like they have a huge lobby. I mean, it's like, <laughs> uh, uh, I, don't, I don't quite understand that one either. Do, I don't do y- either,
2: and I don't think it has to do necessarily, as
4: I said, with um, the only company, at least at the time that her legislation was written, that would actually have been put out of business because they only made the velvet hard hat. It was, my understanding was um, a company out of England. So, no American based company did not make safety helmets as well as the Velvet Hard Hat. Right. So, it wasn't really going to affect the manufacturers in our country. I tend to believe that somehow people believe that I had an ulterior motive. As I said, I'm a grieving mom who never wants another mom to have to go through the loss that I went through. And if I can prevent it by making sure that Velvet Hard Hat is taken off the market, I would do anything to make that happen. And,. I'm not going to make Westerners or cowboys wear a heart. You know, it's nothing about that. And I think somehow it's misunderstood that if this passes, other laws will take place and people will lose freedoms that they don't want to have what, taken away from them. That's my only understanding so
0: far. And I think we're fighting a little bit of an uphill battle when you see states like Kentucky where motorcyclists don't even, who go 80 miles an hour on the highway don't even have to wear helmets. And it, it,
1: Rhode Island, too, and Connecticut.
0: Yeah, I mean—
1: it's right, but at least the- if you're not wearing it, you know you're not wearing it.
0: This is true.
4: You know, this my is point true. is when you put that on your child's head or your own head, you really believe in everyone who's been in the horse world knows for years. Everybody's only worn that velvet hard hat until recently.
1: There's a difference you know, between until- being misinformed and making a choice not to protect yourself. You're exactly. saying that I'm, I'm making the choice to protect myself and my child, and but yet it's – I mean – I don't want to say it's, it's ignorance because that sounds like a negative term, but you just don't know that this helmet is not protective. And, exactly. And that's what happened
4: to me. And Kristen would be alive today if she had been wearing a safety helmet.
0: Right. Do any of your other daughters ride at all?
4: No. I no. would never let them ride. <laughs> yeah. No. It's just one of my littlest ones to ride, but um, I just could never, never go back. Even with I know the safety helmets are great, and I do know they prevent you just a can't. lot not of- you know, injuries, and it's definitely saved many, many lives. And thanks to Kristen's death, unfortunately, um, I do believe um, the helmet industry has really changed, and a lot of the regulations I know in horseshoes and all that started to change because there was much more awareness. But it's still, like I said, I still feel like we have a long way to go to protect consumers.
0: Yeah, and I want to make the point too that she was an intermediate rider. It wasn't like she was a beginner. Um, and of course, Courtney King dye was a professional rider. So there's always those people out there that say, you know, I'm not wearing a helmet because I'm good. Uh, you know, I'm a good rider.
1: Please, you know what? Um, I put my foot in the stirrup and had the saddle slip, and you know, you know, fall off and hit my head on the mounting block. Yep. Yeah. And, I mean, I've used my helmets and, you know, or have a, a naughty pony. You think you're three feet off the ground. And a pony decides that he wants to go in the opposite direction. And the next thing you know, you're over a shoulder at the walk. It it's
4: not force, as you said, you know, it's that little ching-ching of your brain in the fluid that, you know, if you're wearing a safety helmet, the movement is going to be completely different than if you have nothing on your head or a velvet hard hat on your head.
1: Yeah. I mean, it can happen to, and and that's just it. The other thing is the more you're on, I mean, if you want to talk about statistics and risk, the more you're on a horse, the more likely you are to have something happen like this.
3: That's that's actually true. People think it's just the beginners that fall off, but it's actually the number of hours that you spend in the saddle in a lifetime. Obviously your chances increase with the more you are actually in a saddle. And in uh, 2007, nearly 12,000 people visited emergency rooms in the United States as a result of a head injury sustained while riding. You know, that's (laughs) that's quite a startling statistic. And and there are those that aren't even reported because, you know, they're probably in a local doctor's office for a mild concussion or something and don't even make it to the hospital. Um, So that number could well be higher. So, you know, you can kind of understand from um, listening with Kemi how, you know how it really does pull at your heartstrings, and and that's why I kind of reached out and connected with her because I just so wanted to highlight her, um, you know, what she's trying to do uh, with raising awareness and legislation and everything else as well, um, as link her in with the Riders for Helmets campaign.
1: And that's and the 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 manufacture of these hard hats is, um I feel like it takes a parent's power away to protect their children um, because you are again it goes back to you're out there making a choice to put this helmet on your head or on your child's head and you the freedom to make that choice is removed when um, you're when you're I don't want to say force, but when you have this helmet in front of you like you said you buy it you think you're making the right decision when in fact you're not and so Well to we me, should
3: really it, clarify the terminology there. It's really a hard hat, not a helmet is right. what we're talking about.
1: Right, a hard hat. Yeah. And um, it's but 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 again, because it's out there, because it's false, because it's it's a misinformed or it's it's a it's not quite hundred percent accurate that this this thing is just a piece of apparel, to me that feels like somebody's taking away the the freedom I have to make the choice to protect my child
4: and You know, it looks, that's the problem, too. If it was something that didn't look like a helmet, I would understand that maybe there's no need to push this legislation through, but as you know, it looks like a helmet. And so unless you turn it over and look on the inside and it says, you know, piece of apparel, which of course no one ever did and I never did, or two, you actually have an educated sales representative in the store saying to you, oh... Let me tell you, if your t- child goes to that and says, oh, I love this one because it looks a lot better and it's a lot less money, oh, this is nothing, this is actually just, you know, like wearing a baseball hat, so you would never want this if you're looking for protection. And it puts so much responsibility exactly on the parents and the stores and all, when in reality, as I said, I don't even know why it exists anymore on the market, There's, since it serves no purpose in my mind.
0: Yeah, when my wife and I had our tech business, we just didn't carry them, we just wouldn't there was no point. We didn't see any point in carrying them, and uh, you know, for that reason, it's like okay, go wear a baseball hat then. <laughs> um,
4: right. But at least when you wear a baseball hat, as I said, you knew you were wearing a baseball yep, hat. That's right. You now, as I said, it's a, it's and the legislation does go through the C- Consumer Safety Protection Agency, and they're the ones who would pass or reject it. So, um, you know, as I said, it to me it makes no sense why it's a simple piece of legislation such as this is taken so many times and it still
2: will not be passed.
0: Well, you have our support. Uh, If you're going to leave a uh, a message for everybody, uh, what would you like to say?
4: Well, my main message to anybody who is riding is please, please, please look at the helmet your child is wearing. Make sure it is a helmet, not a piece of apparel. And please promote the awareness that the Velvet Heart hat is a hat and not a helmet. And encourage anybody you know that has them in their yard, sales or anything, to please throw them in the trash and make sure that they spread the word that when you want to purchase a helmet for your child, that you make sure it is a safety helmet.
0: All right. Very good. Well, thank you very much. We appreciate you being on with us, and good luck with the legislation. Let's hope it can be revived. Um, and and it actually goes somewhere this time.
4: Definitely. Thank you so much. I really and we'll
0: appreciate see you it. on the tenth down here in Definitely. beautiful I'll, Lexington. I will be there.
4: <laughs> okay. Thanks so
0: much. Right. Take care, Cammy.
3: Right. Okay. Bye
0: bye. Well, Lindsay, uh, thank you very much for setting that up. And uh, you know, obviously, she's still you know, obviously, she's still emotional about a situation that happened in nineteen ninety eight. Um, her other daughters have you know, are, are, I'm sure are grown grown up now, but. Boy, that's something that you never get over, and she's still fighting the battle, and i got to give her credit for that.
3: Yeah, yeah, she's just a wonderful person, and I just, you know, think it's great that she's going to be involved with National Helmet Awareness Day, and, you know, um, I think it's great she's coming down to join us and be part of that.
0: The National Helmet Awareness Day, we'll remind everybody, is July the 10th. That'll be next Saturday. So uh, we, uh, you can uh, shop online or come if you're local here in Lexington. Come join us at the Kentucky Horse Park. We'll be over there, we'll be over there uh, uh, having some fun at the Kentucky Horse Park, which you always have at the Kentucky Horse Park. Are you I think gonna it's wear, a wear given. your new helmet. <laughs> I'm gonna wear my new helmet. Yes, I am.
1: Just for walking around.
0: Yes, I'm gonna wear it. I, I'll tell you what. I I like my helmet. It fits I could well. use a
1: helmet just for walking around.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're kind of a klutz. <laughs>
1: I think think I'm safer on a horse than I am on my own feet.
0: Well, let's get uh, Stephanie from Equestrian Collections on to actually talk about the types of helmets and prices and how to fit them and and that kind of thing. Can you stay with us, Lindsay? Sure, yeah. And Lindsay needs a helmet, too, because uh, she was the only one in our picture without one. Just thought I'd throw that out there.
1: What do you like there, Lindsay? I mean, put it out there. Maybe the manufacturer will come to your rescue. I don't think uh,
3: to be politically correct, <laughs> I think she's
1: probably... She can't name one,
3: one now. Eight, so that wouldn't, as, as a co-founder of the campaign, that wouldn't exactly be correct. So if they'd all like to send me one, I'd be happy to wear them all in photographs.
0: <laughs> there you go. There is a political answer for you.
1: <laughs> See, I don't have those constraints. I can say what I like. <laughs>
0: We do want to say, though, I do want to disclose that Charles Owens is an advertiser on the Horse Radio Network on the Jumping Radio Show, and we appreciate their support.
1: I love my Charles Owens helmet.
0: Yeah, yeah. They are very nice helmets. They they have some cool-looking helmets now, Charles Owens does. And they keep coming out with new ones, too. They're, they're, They're an aggressive company that way. Well, hi, Stephanie, and welcome to the Stable Scoop Show. We appreciate you joining all of us today.
2: Well, hello. How are you?
0: Good. I want to mention that, of course, Equestrian Collections, for people who listen to the show regularly, is our uh, main sponsor here on the Stable Scoop Show. We certainly appreciate that. You guys have been with us almost since day one now. And we, you know, we love dealing with Chris and everybody over there at Equestrian Collections. And that's why I thought I would have you on Um to talk about the different types of helmets. Now, when I went to your website, that's at equestriancollections.com, I'm just combining your commercial right here with with this segment. Um, when when we go to your website and look up helmets, you guys must carry 150 different helmets.
2: Oh, there are, are there is a helmet that'll fit anybody for any price point, and in truth, will um, will suit the need for for any uh, equestrian activity.
0: Now, tell us about the different types of helmets. There's schooling helmets. That's sort of at the bottom rung there, right?
2: It is. um, Price point-wise, generally, a helmet that you use every day, you want it to be light and um, not heavy on your head. And ventilated. Uh, And ventilated. Air-conditioned, yeah. Yeah, yes, air-conditioned is a good word um especially in the heat that we've been having lately um it, it just because it's a schooling helmet doesn't mean that it is any less protective than any other type of helmet um you know the price points tend to be a little lower you can get a, a, a an ASTM certified helmet for about $30
0: Wow. And, and, uh, and then they go up, you know, most of the schooling helmets, as I understand it, run between $30 and $100. Uh, yeah, that that's
2: range. about right. Yeah, yeah, that's about right.
0: So there truly is something for everybody in that market. And, of course, these are the ones that are ventilated, and, and some of them are really cool looking.
2: Yeah, then color, cor- you can color coordinate it. You can, have a, you can have a purple helmet for your purple saddle pad, and you can have a blue helmet for your blue saddle pad.
0: You need a collection <laughs> of helmets to match your shoes, <laughs> Helena. <laughs> that, let's, do consider, that
1: let's consider that a plea to the manufacturers out there <laughs> <laughs> we already know I like Charles Owen we already know I like Tipperary and we
0: know <laughs> she likes bright colors she's, yeah. she's a very bright person she, some of her boots are just out of this world <laughs> so now then it goes up in level what's next above the schooling helmet
2: um there are uh the show helmets um basically they offer the same protection depending on the type of uh, riding you're doing um, the jumpers tend to to like still like to have the ventilation in their helmets and then if you're more in the hunter market it's a little more traditional looking with the velvet caps but um, but they, as long as they all say ATM certified they are um, a, they are protective they'll protect your head and they'll run. They can run run from a hundred dollars to, you know, five or six hundred dollars.
0: Right, right. There are some very fancy helmets out there. Yeah. And, and I'm actually looking on here and there's some very fancy helmet carrying bags now from this Gillaroo company. Yeah. There's I think it. is probably looking at the same thing. They're <laughs> they're just, we, I'm shopping. Yeah, I know. We tend to be surfing. Now how okay, so how do I get a helmet? This is a good hey, question. Glenn, can I yeah. be-
3: can I chip in a second? It's yeah. ASTM certified is what people are looking for. Sorry, I think that was just a, a, a slip, but it's not oh, ASTM, it's ASTM. Oh,
0: I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't even notice it. <laughs> um, so now, how do you, if I'm going to order, like, from equestriancollections.com, I, and I'm looking at buying a helmet, and I think that uh, all of us here are looking at getting one, actually. How do, how do I do the measurement so I know I'm getting the right one because I'm mail ordering it, and I want to send it back two or three times? You know, how do we go about that?
2: Okay. Most helmets have a size chart um, uh, on the on the particular product it, because some helmets run small, medium, medium large, depending on the type of of helmet they are. You know, if they have a dial fit, then it's a range of sizes. And when you take your measurement of your head, you want to take it above your eyebrow and keep it parallel and keep it parallel to the ground. You don't want to angle it uh, back. So you want to make sure that whoever, or if you're having someone help you measure, that you keep your measurement parallel. You want it to be fairly snug. You don't. When you put a helmet on, you do want it to move your uh, your eyebrows a little bit when you when you wiggle it. You know, you don't want the the helmet to tip forward and and impede your vision or fall off when you fall off, you know, the helmet's supposed to be on your head in order to offer any protection. Um, But some of the, especially the schooling helmets, they have a range of sizes that they fit because they have different types of, of, uh, dialing systems that will help snug it up against your head. Um, the show helmets tend to be a little more fitted and you have to be a little more exact. Although there are ways that they, um... Will adjust if someone's head's a little wider on the side or longer in the front. They have um, foam pads that you can you can add or subtract to make the helmet fit more comfortably for your shape head.
0: And there are some helmets like the Chey- Cheyenne Rowdy riding helmet, uh, which. <laughs> <laughs> that are sized actually do the size runs or some helmets that like go six and three quarters and six and five eighths and now if i'm going to measure that on i use one of those you know those uh, those soft tapes there tape measures go Mm -hmm. around your head are you going about an inch above the eyeballs when you do that
2: just yeah just above your eyebrows okay just above your and again you have to make sure that you you measure that the it's going around your entire head but it's it's parallel to the ground, that right. you're not angling it in any way, because okay. you'll, you'll get an inaccurate measurement.
0: Because I have to order this helmet, and I have to uh, make sure I measure my head correctly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I know and, I have a big one.
1: Or go, <laughs> go into a, a store and, and put them on. I mean, I know that's for some people that's not
0: yeah, it's convenient, not, yeah, right.
1: but it is a good way to, to test how, whether or not it's going to fit.
2: And all hel- most of the different manufacturers will fit a different shape head. So if, if if one type of helmet seems really uncomfortable, and you've tried two or three different helmets in that in that brand, it may just be that brand, and you'll you'll need to go to another brand of helmet. Um, unfortunately, people's head shapes are just just like their body shapes are a little different for everyone, and and. Not everything fits as comfortably as you'd like it to. So the, between the different brands, there's, there is a helmet out there that will work for you.
0: And, I, you know, we, we have been focusing on, on people who do certain disciplines. If you're a trail rider, there are some cool helmets out there. You're not... You're not uh, sacrificing by wearing a helmet nowadays, and that's one of the reasons, and we were joking a lot about it, but that's one of the reasons that the Troxel Cheyenne Rowdy Riding Helmet was developed, is so that it could be cool for trail riders, too, and we, and I don't want to overlook that particular group, because they probably need helmets more than anybody. You're out riding in the trails, you're falling off, you're hitting logs, you're hitting trees, um, bears that are attacking your head, you know, all of those things. Uh, I don't know if it offers much protection for bears. Does it say anything in the ASTM thing about bears? <laughs>
3: Not bears, over your head, while <laughs> You must go to some really strange places to ride.
0: <laughs>
3: Maybe you ride through the zoo. I don't know. Or when they're feeding the bears. <laughs>
0: all right well that's great we really appreciate you being on and of course you can find all the helmets at equestrian collections just go there and search for helmets and as i said there's a bunch of different ones here and you did say we'll end with this you said that you have used helmets for what they were intended before
2: absolutely i um took a pretty good spill last year and um was medevac out of my pasture and uh my helmet was pretty smashed up but I had absolutely no brain injury at all, so...
0: All right. Well, you're going to have to give a plug for the manufacturer if, uh, if that was the case. It was
2: a, tr- it was a Troxel helmet, and um, I sent it back to Troxel, and, and they, you know, through their plan, I did get a replacement helmet um, at cost, and um, they indicated that they hadn't seen one that looked quite as bad as my helmet, but... Oh. But I actually, you know, gave my address to the people that were on the bu- on the on the ground helping me when I fell. Um, I knew where the keys to the gates were, and
0: <laughs> wow.
2: so I was able to uh, function pretty normally uh, for for <laughs> for having fallen off like I did. So.
0: Well, yeah. well, I'm glad that uh, that all worked out too, and you're back to work and doing your thing over there.
2: Yeah, uh, you know, and I'm I I will tout a helmet in any for any discipline, you know, whether you're sitting on the horse just for the first time and someone's leading you around, I honestly think that they are animals and they will um react unpredictably whether you think they're wonderfully broke or not.
1: All right. Yeah, and it's it's Go ahead. um Go ahead. Actually, I'll, I'll let you uh, wrap that up.
0: Uh, I was just going to say thank you very much for being with us. and You can find all of those selections, again, at EquestrianCollections.com, who is a sponsor of this show, and we really appreciate you being on. Thank you so much.
2: You're very
1: welcome. One of the other things that I want to mention about wearing a helmet and, or when, you, when it's a good idea to wear a helmet is even on the ground. Um, when you're lunging, whether, you know, your horse is at the end of a lunge line, you're free lunging, um, you're hand-walking a horse who's on rehab. Um, you know, Pony Club recommends that uh, those kids wear a helmet at all times while handling horses. Um, and I think that's a good idea no matter what your age is. Um, I know a, a girl who, is, um, who works around our barn was actually kicked in the head while she was picking feet. Uh, She's a very experienced horse handler, very experienced rider. And, um, you know, just one of those things. You you happen to catch a horse on the the wrong day, at the wrong time, in the wrong situation, and she got nailed. And all she was doing was picking feet. So you you know what? Now everyone in our barn, we put our helmets on when we're we're handling our horses. So um, it's just the brain is the control center of your whole life. Your whole life. Protect it. Whether it's from a hoof or from a rock or from impact hitting, you know, a sand arena, it's the control center of your life. And for what do these helmets weigh? Half a pound, if that. That's all it takes to protect
0: it. You know, Jan Binney, uh, the inventor, had a fall earlier in the year and was really banged up. And she, uh, for the first time, came on. Came on the Eventing Radio show this week. You can hear it at radio dot com, and she was on there, and she had had because of the fall had a stroke, and you, you can hear her speech, you know, is is uh, hindered uh, on the show. But yet, you know, without the helmet, she wouldn't have been on that show. Um, she wouldn't be mm-hmm. here. So, you know, there are there are we can cite the examples all day long of of you know uh, why helmets work, and I think that. What will make the sea change is when they become cool for kids to wear. And I think that's starting to happen a little bit now because they're forced to wear them for bikes. And, you know, a lot of kids are wearing them now when they skateboard. So I think that that sea change is starting to happen. And we just have to... And and thanks. But that's for
1: kids. You know, most of the people that I talk to who don't wear helmets are grown-ups. Right.
0: But I think that for... For that to change, just like anything else.
1: You think the kids need to lead the way? The
0: kids need to make sure that as they grow up, they're leading that change. That's and true. And I'm not saying adults shouldn't, but some adults are just made up their mind. They're going to do it or not do it.
1: And I, but those are the people whose minds I want to change now. Because those are the people who are getting hurt now. The people who don't think that they need to wear a helmet.
0: And I think that maybe Lindsay's finding a few are, are listening, aren't you?
3: Yeah, I think they certainly are. I mean, based on the emails, um, myself and Jerry have been guessing there are definitely people out there that have never worn helmets previously, Uh, you know, always the ball cap, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, they're they're emailing us. There are are adults out there that are wearing helmets for the first time that didn't. Um, There's a lot of leading dressage riders. Uh, I had an email from Jacqueline Brooks uh, yesterday, obviously Canadian Olympic dressage team rider, um, about how she, since his accident she's worn a helmet all the time and she's thoroughly supportive of the campaign. Heather Blitz, Il- Ilsa Schwartz, um, you know, all of them are wearing it, not just outside the ring to school and warm up, but also um, in the ring in FEI level dressage um, competitions as well. Um, and then there's those riders that, you know, would school a, school a horse or warm up for dressage wearing a ball cap that now are wearing a helmet to, to warm up and then just switching to the top hat to go into the ring and in either of those two situations, it's a magnificent step forward because, you know, accidents can happen at any time, like we've talked about. It can be on a walk, it can be, you know, your horse coughs and puts his head down and you go over its head. It can be when you're getting on and the horse moves away as you're stood on the mounting block um lots of stories like that have come through the website um so you know i think it's i think it is reaching out to people and one thing i do want to clarify is you know people are saying well what's going to happen with the campaign after july 10th you know national helmet awareness day um we're going to continue there's going to be several other events we're going to attend and promote helmet awareness through the year the website will continue to be updated weekly um at least several times a week with new articles so, you know, just keep visiting it. Don't just let this be, you know, die a death after July 10th. We really need it to continue.
0: All right. Well, in- put, a, put another plug in for the manufacturers that are participating on July the 10th.
3: Um, we have Charles Owen, Troxel, GPA, Ovation, Tipperary, Aegeus, which is Davenire, um, IRH, and Antares Cellier, France.
0: Great. great. And, and, uh, the, and the retailers, we can't mention them because it's just like a list about a mile there's, long. There's a lot.
3: Yeah, <laughs> you can find the full list on the website there at uh, no, the number 4 and then helmets.com.
0: All right, great. Well, you know, Helena, we thank uh, Lindsay for being on. This is a little more serious show than Helena and I usually do, but it's so important. It's just such an important topic, and I'm sure, Helena, your your child, uh, who is, what, uh, seven, eight now? Seven, yeah. Yeah, does not go ride a horse without a helmet. Um, nope. I know that if for If I could bubble wrap her, I would. <laughs> <laughs> you would, too. <laughs> She'd be, yeah. like, walking around like the state-puff marshmallow girl. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, Lindsay, for being on with us today. We appreciate it, and Thank good you. luck with the campaign.
3: Thank you very much.
0: Well, that was very nice of Lindsay to join us for today, and thank you uh, to Succeed and to Lindsay for all of her efforts in pu- putting this together. And I know that you're just bursting at the seams because you had something else you wanted to add.
1: Well, you know, I'm listening to Lindsay. I can't and even see you,
0: and I can tell. You're. I
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, I know My hands are all over the place. I know. Like, I'm not pounding on the desk. <laughs> um, you know, one of the things that I noticed on the Equestrian Collections website is in the section where they sell helmets, they also have... Two accessories that they sell for wheelchairs. They're wheelchair seat cushions. Really?
0: hmm Wow.
1: Now, whether that's because they're trying to, um, to communicate that if you don't buy a helmet and wear one, that you might as well just be buying wheelchair accessories, I, or if there are enough equestrians who are um, injured or in wheelchairs that they feel the need that, that they can market these wheelchair accessories, I don't know.
0: I don't know either. But
1: it's up there, we and whatever the reason... We should ask Stephanie about that. <laughs> I know. It's a solid reminder that um, if you are not wearing a helmet, you could end up buying wheelchair accessories. Okay. And, you know, simple as that. I mean, this girl that got smacked in the head um, in, in my small community, she's still sick. She still gets nauseous, and this is almost six months later. You know, And, and she had a brain injury. Um, she functions, she still goes to work, she can still ride, but she has to take medication to battle the nausea. And again, it all has to do because her brain got jostled around in her skull. Right. Um, and for the people who, the the other thing I think we're going to, the other way I think that we can make helmets ubiquitous is to put the pressure on those people who don't wear them today. Because... Every time you see someone mounted who's not wearing a helmet, that person is actually spreading a message. They're saying we don't we don't believe that helmets are important, and kids see that message. You know, kids say, "Well, my trainer doesn't wear one," or "the the fellow leading my trail ride isn't wearing one." And I think that if you see somebody who's not wearing a helmet, you need to put the pressure on and say, "Get a get a helmet on. All the other kids are doing it." <laughs> you know, right, what are you chicken? Wear right, right. a helmet. Yep. Because we had a wonderful dressage clinic at my barn this past weekend, and the owner of the barn was riding, and he had no helmet on. It was a gazillion degrees, it was humid, and he was sweating. But there were five of us who were standing along the ringside that said, go put a helmet on. Put a helmet on, we don't care. We brought up Courtney King die. We brought up Darren ChaCha. We brought up anybody who's ever served as an example for helmets. And sure enough, he put one on. And then day two of the clinic, the best part was that he went and he reached for the helmet on his own. Wow! So peer pressure can help.
0: No matter what age you are. That's right. Are you done though? I am. Okay, good. You feel better?
1: <laughs> yeah, but we, we might have to do another episode on this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not making light of it, Helena. It's just me. know what?
1: I've, I've come. I've come off. I've used my helmet. I've hit my head. I've come home with a headache. You know. I, and I think, oh, thank God I had my helmet on because I would have not been here at home nursing a headache. I would have been in the hospital nursing a concussion.
0: And I don't think my wife would be here at all with the spills that she's taken, you know, without having worn a helmet. Um, so, uh, you know, it's, it's true. It's just a, you know, it's what it's, it's, it's true. It happens. It's just in, such a
1: small thing. And you can say it point. won't
0: happen to me. Right. You can say that all day long. But, uh, but Stephanie's right. right.
1: The more you're on a horse, the more likely it is right. it's going to happen to
0: you. Yeah, you can ask Bruce Davidson. Uh, he's been, you know, cha- champion rider for, for 30 years and still breaks things on a regular basis. So everybody okay. comes off. Yep. All right. Well, uh, speaking of coming off and not, you know, uh, uh, also, we wanted to say that at the beginning of the show, we did not have Kathleen on from Kathleen's Wild Ride this week.
1: No, we need to know what's going on. Well,
0: she's still out there riding. But what happened now is she's in the Rocky Mountains right now. So we could not reach her. She probably did not have cell service, and she is going to be camping a little bit. And that's where I was. Think guys were making fun of me about the bears. I was thinking about Kathleen because her biggest fear was getting eaten by a bear. So she uh, she'll probably be back next week. We hope we hope we we'll catch up with her as she uh, she makes her way through the Rocky Mountains and maybe finds a little spot with some cell service. But she's still plugging along, still having a good time. She, uh, for, according to her Facebook page, it looks like she has a new favorite bacon cheeseburger. And uh, she had to get <laughs> she had to get new shoe put on her horse. Uh, and some nice farrier did it for free out there in the middle of the mountains. Yep. So, uh, so she's continuing her track. You can follow her on Facebook. Just search for Kathleen's Wild Ride.
1: Uh, yes, and and thanks go to Mary Bengal, her good friend, who's keeping that Facebook page updated. Because if it were not for Mary's posts, I would <laughs> no <laughs> nothing. Have to be waiting nothing for nothing sales would
0: to... be updated because uh, I did get a text from Kathleen about midnight on Sunday night. And she said that things were going well, and and uh, her horse got a shoe and feels better, and she's liking her new saddle. So, she's on an Australian saddle now instead of a jumping saddle, which I thought was kind of, kind of a, a bad move to try and ride across the country in a jumping saddle. But <laughs> well, um, her yeah, stra- but the
1: the new one doesn't fit so well either. I heard no.
0: Yes. Yeah, it's, it actually fits the horse really well. And from oh. what I'm hearing, uh, she's just having to adjust to it. But I think all she's ever ridden in is a jumping saddle. So okay. I know that there's a lot of people out there that uh, are, are enjoying listening to Kathleen's segments. And she'll, we ho- hopefully have, we'll have her back again next week. Well, Helena, we have a couple of uh, great shows planned for the next couple of weeks. And uh, we'll tell you all about that when we get into it next week. And we're we're just looking forward to spending the rest of the year with you. I wanted to remind everybody that the 2010... Radio show, the World Equestrian Games radio show, is getting close now. We only have 12 episodes before the World Equestrian Games begin. And then we'll be doing daily shows every night at 8 o'clock live. You can listen to them live, wrap-up shows, from the International Equestrian Festival in downtown Lexington. We'll be there on stage in front of an audience. Samantha and I doing our wrap-up shows at the end of every day of the World Equestrian Games. We'll be out there covering all the events that we can possibly get to in one day and then uh, giving you a wrap-up each night that you'll be able to listen to live on any of the the websites here at the Horse Radio Network. So you can feel like you've been part of it, because we're going to be in front of an audience that's just had a great time at the World Equestrian Games all day. So it's going to be a party atmosphere down at the International Equestrian Festival every night. We're looking We're looking forward to that. A you guys are
1: just hopping in, happening, hopping in I over I know.
0: It's fun. All
1: this stuff going on. Oh,
0: I know. It, I can't keep track of it all. And, and then you and I are doing the Tack and Habit radio show. How cool is that? That's my favorite. Oh, I'll tell you what. We're having a good time talking about stuff. Yeah, I know. And uh, trying, we're going to be doing something fun next month. We're going to the uh, ADA conference, which is their ADA uh, convention which is the trade convention for the horse industry where all the wholesalers go and talk to all the retailers.
1: Right. That's the American Equestrian Trade Association.
0: And we're doing that in King of Prussia, Pennsylvania, next month, the middle of the month. You and I and my wife are going to be there, and we're actually going to record three episodes, hour-long episodes of the Tack and Habit show right there live in front of an audience, too. So we're going to go over all the new cool stuff coming out for the fall that all the vendors are bringing in. I think that'll be a lot of fun.
1: Uh, and, and, and you,
0: yeah. and, you, and I, you and I, and my <laughs> wife at a fun. trade show. I, that's going to be a, uh, just take the checkbooks away and let you two go. I'll just exactly. sit back and watch football. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> with your helmet on, with, with your my choc- helmet on. <laughs> helmet. <laughs> <laughs> it's my rowdy helmet. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Alina. And this cheese is... <laughs> and barbecue. <laughs>
1: Well, if anybody ever wants to know what Glenn's Perfect Day is, is sitting in a chair, sitting in a lazy boy with barbecue with spare ribs, his helmet on. That's
0: right. Spare ribs or brisket. Either one's good with me. I'm good with either one. You know what I like, Helena.
1: Yeah, Are you coming down to join us for the World Question Games? Uh, yes, I am. I have to buy my tickets still. Yes,
0: you've got to get your tickets and make your reservation at the Hebert Lodge.
1: I know. Please, my my reservations are in. I'm there for the days, the eventing days. Okay. Didn't I send for... you the days I was going to be there?
0: No, you didn't. I didn't no, get I those yet. And you know what? I might sell that spot, that don't spot on the couch to someone else. Dare. <laughs> dare. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. We appreciate you listening. And, of course, you can find all the shows from the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. You can see the links to everything we talked about today at stablescoop.com. And you can also contact us from the website at stablescoop.com. You can follow us on Twitter at horseradio and Helena at... Polina underscore B E E. And we didn't have time this week for a pie report, but we promise we'll bring you a pie report next week.
1: Or you can listen to the Tack and Habit show for the pie report.
0: Yeah, you did, we did do one this week on the Tack and Habit show. That's correct. So, but I have
1: on. an updated pie report. Did I tell? Wait, did I say about the the saddle fitter?
0: You said now, doll, you can't tell us because you said you had three saddles on trial and the saddle fitter was coming out. So next week oh, you'll have to let us know what so happened. So
1: much to talk
0: about on Tack and Habit about saddles. Okay cool. So next week on Tack and Habit, look for that. We'll talk to everybody again next week and we'll be back with with the scoop. <laughs> I almost said Tack and habit closed. <laughs> with the scoop. You were talking about me at the beginning of the show. Oh, please, I know. It's the All end
1: right. of the show
0: bloopers. Those are mine. I okay. don't know. <laughs> Bye everybody.
1: Bye.